Nightly podcast about stealth video games. On every episode, we go in depth on one specific game and discuss whether said game stealth and boom boom are up to snuff. But that's for later, that's for down the line. Because today we're discussing what even is a stealth video game. My name is Colin Mahern, and joining me on this episode and every single episode after that. My friend, and now yours, Mr. Adam Carroll. Hello, everyone. Hello, Colm. Hello, the next person that you're going to introduce. Thank you, because the next person I'm going to introduce is, again, my friend, and now yours. I'm going to have to come up with a better introduction than that for next time. It is the one and only Mr. Josh Wise. Hello, how are you? Excited for this new venture that we're going on mm. which is yes stealth boom boom and before we get on to like the individual episodes where we'll be reviewing each game going in depth etc etc we'll mention at the end of this episode what our first game is going to be mm. i thought it best for anyone who is jumping in first just to give them a little bit about ourselves pretend it is 1992 and you're sitting on a stool in front of a velvet, a red velvet curtain, and you are trying to sell yourself to potential suitors. Let's start off with Adam Carroll. Who are you? Colm, I am many things. But uh, as it stands, mainly I would be Adam Carroll, an Irish man. And this man, (laughs) I am basically somebody who likes a ton of video games. Uh, I spend majority of my time uh, collecting th- certain things like movies, uh, mainly movies, to be honest. And I spent the majority of my time so far on this planet uh, performing musical entertainment. And this is where I am now, happily with you lads. I'm sure there's going to be more things that will come out uh, about myself as we progress through this uh, little adventure. Indeed, indeed. Mm. So Josh, wise, who are you? Speak to us, a wise man. I am uh, an English man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good start, isn't it? Uh, I'm a uh, freelance critic and uh, podcaster as well. Uh, I, I was the reviews and features editor at Video Gamer. Uh, and now I write and do podcasting for a bunch of different websites. Um, I don't really collect video games. I've got like messy, dusty stacks of them, but they're not very well maintained. Um, my other passions include uh, long walks in the rain. And mm-hmm. I suppose obs- I've I got a big thing for obscure. If a chocolate bar has been cancelled, uh, not <laughs> In a sort of political sense, but in 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 the sort of sense that it's not available anymore, uh, then it then it's very desirable to me, uh, and I make oh. a point of talking about that each and every week uh, on, on the other podcast I do. I'm talking. Do you remember Spira? I think I remember it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was called uh, Spiral. It was it oh, called no, wait, wait. Spira. Well, it didn't have an L on it. It was just S P I R A. I never knew what that meant. It's just Spira, uh, Spira, maybe. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at one right now. Um, is that not a twirl? No? Is it this? was a bit like a twirl, but sort of even denser sort of thing. Mm, to, to be honest, one. I think twirl possibly had the edge. But, you know, I'm talking fuse. I'm talking the short-lived vice versa. Do you guys remember vice versa? Yes, well? yes. Quite enjoyed that one. Oh, vice versa quite was top stuff. It. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Also, thankfully uh, for this podcast, quite partial to stealth video games. So it's, it's, it's actually worked Good. out quite well. That's handy. Yeah. It's important. That is handy. <laughs> and I am Colm O'Hearn. I, I worked in the games industry for a good number of years. Uh, I worked at a developer called Bossa Studios, uh, working at, on the, the marketing side of things. I also worked uh, on the publisher side of things as well with Curve Games. And the majority of my time was spent in games media at videogamer.com with Josh Wise. Mm-hmm. There's the connection. Look at that. Also <laughs> uh, at a PC website called uh, Rock Paper Shotgun. And basically it has, it has been a while since I have been kind of podcasting about video games. And I missed it a bit, which is why then, you know, we, we, we came together. We did assemble like the Avengers. Like the Avengers. <laughs> but it must be pointed out, we have much better banter. Oh, yeah, gotcha. It's, it's yeah. important that people yeah. know that. And yes, I also like stealth games. Look, let's get on to how, mm-hmm. how we define a stealth game then. Before I throw it to you, lads, I do have the description of a stealth game on the Arbiter of Truth, I think we can all agree, Wikipedia. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And Wikipedia describes a stealth game as, quote, a type of video game in which the player primarily uses stealth to avoid or overcome opponents. Games in the genre typically allow the player to remain undetected by hiding, sneaking, or using disguises. Some games allow the player to choose between a stealthy approach or directly attacking antagonists, but rewarding the player for greater use of stealth. The genre has employed espionage, counter-terrorism, and rogue themes with protagonists who are special forces operatives, special agents, spies, thieves, ninjas, or assassins. Some games have also combined stealth elements with other genres, such as first-person shooters and platformers. So before we go any further, how are you feeling about that as a description, a sort of a, a, a dictionary de- a definition of what a stealth game is? Do you think it, it hits the majority of the points? Obviously in a very sterile way, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but do, do you think it, it, it ticks all the boxes? I would think so, yeah. For me, to put it to simple, it's just try not to get caught. And that's just that. It is straight up like the getting from... Point A to B. Um, there's different elements to, to a stealth game. Like, as I said, there can be the hardcore side of it, which is straight up, do not get seen, do not get caught. If you set off an alarm, that's it, game over. Or else there is the option of stealth where you have a lot of weapons and you can kind of have a bit more fun. The point you make there is very important because I have another definition here of what stealth is. When you search stealth meaning in Google, Josh, you get noun, one, full stop, (laughs) cautious and surreptitious action or movement, quote, the silence and stealth of a hungry cat. (laughs) The important thing there, to kind of pull it back into what you said, Adam, is is the word action there. It says cautious and surreptitious action or movement because mm-hmm. stealth games aren't just about avoiding combat and avoiding conflict. 
it, it can be about how you can engage with an enemy, a target, whatever it is, mm. but just in a sneaky fashion, Josh. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, stealthily doing things, stealthily killing, stealthily beating people up. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with I'd agree with all of that. I think I get a bit s- snobby with stealth because in my mind, like when I think of stealth, I always sort of think like I don't want to be doing combat. I don't want to be uh, killing people. I want to do it ghost. I want to sort of go through completely without getting caught. But that's just a little sort of alcove of stealth that happens to be my favourite little alcove. I do, of course, Mm. acknowledge uh, the broad spectrum of stealth, you know, stealthily massacring rooms full of people, each to their own and all that. As well as stealthily engaging in in combat, Mm. you also have... And your modern horror games is where you see an awful lot of this. So like take something Mm. such as Alien Isolation. You're trying to avoid the alien at at all costs. Mm. Or even there are stealth games which give you the option to go all guns blazing. Mm. Your immersive sims, like a Deus Ex. Yes. Mm. There are many, many different types of stealth games. I think, Josh, you said there you like the one that's kind of just hardcore kind of stealth you want to get through the whole thing without being caught. Yes, yes. That is the hardcore side of a stealth game. Any <laughs> game I start and it's it has a stealth mechanic in it, I'm instantly kind of like, it's weird to say because we're doing this podcast, but I think in my head I go, oh, all right, okay, I feel this level of stress <laughs> come on me immediately. <laughs> There's a certain game that I'm playing at the moment for this particular podcast, I won't mention obviously, but it is fairly hardcore stealth and it's, causing me awful hassle at the moment. <laughs> I'll just say that. It's just frustrating me because it's one of those things, yeah. you're caught, you're done. Go back to the checkpoint way back. That, to me, kills me. If I can have just a few little bits and bobs to get through this, that would be fantastic. Like a little silencer or something. And, do you know, if your man sees me, I can go, boo-boo, and you're done. But I'm still okay. I'm still okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my level of a stealth game that I enjoy. Colum, where where would you be at? I'm I'm fairly similar. If I'm playing a game that allows you to approach uh, situations stealthily, then that is the approach I will take. Yeah. However, often things won't conclude stealthily, and and chaos happens. You know, like oh, I'm just I'm just thinking Hitman. You know, shit yeah. hits the fan. You're like, uh oh. Got to figure this out. And, you know, you do. Or like Metal Gear Solid 5 or, I don't know, many, many games where it allows you to find your way back to stealth. Yes. It doesn't just say, that's it, game over. Which brings me on to another question I wanted to try and get to the bottom of here. We definitely won't. And that's fine. <laughs> what, what does make a game a stealth game? And what makes a game a first-person shooter, action-adventure, third-person shooter, whatever, with stealth game elements. We will probably cover some games on this where listeners might be like, hang on a sec, is that a stealth game? I don't know. Because there are, there are certain games that would, some people would say, well, I played Skyrim, for example, and I only played it stealthily. Mm. Like you, you could make the claim that Skyrim is a stealth game, but I don't know what. What for you is the difference there, Josh? I think I would. I, I would say you can. If a game allows you to play in 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 more than one way, <clears throat> and this is maybe where I get a little bit, a little bit snobby. I would say that there are 
there aren't that many games um, that do that without compromising quite a lot in some way. You know, that sort of jack of all trades, master of none. So if you try and do stealth in Skyrim, you can usually, or or something like Dishonored, um, for me anyway, you can usually kind of tell, you know, uh, okay, this isn't quite nailed down. Like, like the mechanics at play here are clearly mechanics that are conducive to action as well. Like, you know, in, in Dishonored, it's sort of like, oh, the cover mechanic's okay, but I'm kind of slipping out a cover. Oh, and they've seen me. Okay, I'm just going to go and, you know, drop some rats on people. I think the difference is, <laughs> for me, with a stealth game, it has to be the primary thing. It has to be... 55, 45, 60, 40, whatever. But the sort of the lion's share of it for me has to be that is mainly what the game is. Uh, You know, yes, there are action elements. And I think Metal Gear Solid probably does it really, really well. It's like, you know, the main, yes, there are some really, really nice immersive things that happen when shit hits the fan. And we've actually got some really good mechanics to cover you uh, for your gunplay and for your explosions and stuff. But, but, But primarily... That is a plan B. And then there are games where it's like, there is no plan A and plan B. You know, your Deus Exes, your Dishonoreds, where it's like, it's how you want to play and we're going to reward you. And I would see those as, you know, action games with stealth elements. Uh, I think that's the difference. To put it simply, I guess it's just about numbers, it's about ratios. It's, you know, it's like, what am I doing most of the time? Where are most of my minutes going here, really? I think some of it does come down to just feeling as well. Oh, for sure. I can't tell you why, but I know that when I think of Horizon Zero Dawn or the, what was the, what was the sequel called? Horizon Forbidden West. I don't think stealth at all, at all, even a small <laughs> bit. However, I know you can play a lot, no, obviously not all, but like a decent chunk of that game stealthily if you like. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Far Cry... And again, this is like a first person shooter. Like, you know, it is. But but when I play Far Cry, I play it an awful lot of it stealthily. Like you're you're saying that 60-40 ratio, Josh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do play it 60-40. But like Mm -hmm. outposts and everything. Um, So some of it definitely does come down to feeling. Wolfenstein is another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah. Those sections where I, as far as memory serves, I think it's the... Or is it both? It might be both the new or... Um, the Old Blood. Oh, the Old Blood was really stealthy, wasn't it? The Old Blood, the New Order. Oh, and the new Colossus. A lot of new stuff, a lot of old stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Things in time. Um, <laughs> but there, there are large sections of those games uh, where you approach uh, an enemy fortress and there will be you know, like important guards there. I can't remember what they call them as commanders or mm. uh, something, captains. And basically they have the power to alert reinforcements. Oh, yes. If you go in, sneakily take them out, then you're in a much better position to take out everyone else mm. and do so stealthily. Like to even take them down, as far as I can remember, mm. you kind of have to be stealthy. You do. And like you that's, do. that's Wolfenstein. <laughs> there are games that even we may discuss in this podcast, you know, going into it, we might be like, is that a stealth game? I don't know. We might play it and go, yeah, this. Uh, and and the idea of calling the podcast Stealth Boom Boom is uh, so that we are looking at stealth games. We are looking at stealth action games. Because to be honest, if we were just looking at stealth games, we'd be struggling. Because And that's another reason why I wanted to do this podcast. Because I love stealth games. Mm. And they sort of seem 
I disregarded oh, a 100%. little bit. Yeah, mm. I was. Yeah, I was going to say one of the things that you kind of have to admit to yourself if you're a, if you love stealth games is that it's always been um, a tough genre. It's 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 you know a lot of the time it hasn't made a lot of money. You know, people always clamour for Splinter Cell, but you know they're always looking at selling sort of two, three million copies tops. You know, it, it's it's always been a kind of slap on the wrist, reload the level, you didn't do it right, you know, or like those old Hitman games where IO would mm-hmm. always always complain, you know, well, we have the data on it and people only play about 30% of Hitman and then they quit, you know. It's all, it's all it's never been a really populist genre. I don't I don't mm. think um and that's why you see so much compromise. That's why you see the the Panther playthrough or oh, you can play any way you want. Yeah, you can do stealth, but you can also kill everyone, you know, there's sort of concessions uh, a mm. lot a lot a lot of the time. I'm currently looking at the Steam page for stealth games. Mm. And some of them definitely do fall into the category of, yeah, there's enough uh, stealth in there to be considered a stealth game or even take a series like an Assassin's Creed, you know, you can even compare some of the later ones and the stealth in them in what is traditionally called a stealth series, you know, like there there are angles you can take. Mm. But some of the games here, as I'm looking at it, you have, and I haven't played it, you have Gotham Knights. You have played it, haven't you, Josh? Is, is there any stealth in that? Is that, is that just a lie? <laughs> there is. No, there is. There is some, yeah. It's um, it's it's not great. It's, it's a little bit like the, do you remember the Predator sections in the Arkham games? Where you're on the gargoyles okay. and stuff like okay. that, so it's so so it's a bit of that. But actually, it's 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 even it's like a bastardized version of that. It's like you you swoop down, you knock someone out, and then you can zip back up on onto your gargoyle. But but, but you know, not not really. I mean, it, it, it's an open world action game, and mm-hmm. it's got a little sort of tip of the hat to eh, it's Batman stuff. Yeah, you can sort of hide in the rafters, but 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 not really. Not not in any sort of dedicated sense I wouldn't have said see I, I know exactly what you mean it's like I know it when I see it with a lot of stealth stuff and it's like it's mm-hmm. tough to explain it's like you with Horizon it's like I don't know why it's just not it's a vibe thing you know yes there are other games in here as I, again I'm just looking at the Steam category page like yeah Far Cry 5 is here the Batman Arkham games are in here I for, see for me like vibes they are stealth games whereas mm. Ghost Recon Wildlands is here as well and I'm like is it? Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a hard thing to nail down I don't know how you feel Adam I always think that like like if you take Far Cry for example um, and just first person shooter games like that in general yes there is stealth missions yes you you try and get into a, a base and succeed without setting off the alarm but look there, for me, I'm in my head going, all right, I'll do this for a small bit. As soon as I get caught, if I do get caught, I'm going to have a great time because that's really what I want to play Far Cry for is just like <laughs> exploding everything, like just just constant carnage. Then something like going back to what we're saying with Skyrim, I don't consider that a stealth game, but I think that's more just it becomes a stealth game from the defense. Yeah, you can put the stats into your character to be some sort of like thief or whatever, but really it it doesn't ever feel like a stealth game to me. Prior to us even recording, I think, uh, Colm, you mentioned uh, something like with The Last of Us, right? I don't think The Last of Us is, it's advertised as a stealth game. It's 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 nothing like that, but it is a very, it, it, it's a stealth game. It, especially like, I think the second one, 
more so than the first. Again, it's it's that uh, blurring the lines between yes, yes, stealth and action, and then I guess it just becomes a stealth action game, and thus a stealth boom boom game, <laughs> uh, which is why the name works on so many levels. <laughs> it's something, and I'm sure we will contradict ourselves on many different things, uh, but that's part of the fun. That's all part uh, of the fun in figuring this out. <laughs> so I suppose what what is everyone's history? With the genre. You know, we've all said that we like stealth games. We love stealth mm-hmm. games. But, you know, prove it. When did you discover that stealth was was your jam, Josh Wise? I have two very distinct memories on this. The first one was my cousin Jonathan, who had what years later I would find out to be a chipped PlayStation 1. And I and I did Ooh. wonder at the time. Yeah, he was Bold. a naughty boy, was Jonathan, and he had a <laughs> yeah. He pulled out his desk drawer, and he had like you know a thousands of. I was always thinking about how does he how does he afford all these? Th- I get like one at Christmas or, or you know on a birthday, but he's got. Turns out he just loaded CD rewritables. But I remember um, <clears throat> going up uh, up to my auntie's house in Middlesbrough. And he had uh, Tenshu Stealth Assassins for the PlayStation mm. One. And I shouldn't really have been in the room, but Cousin Jonathan was kind of cool. He was like an older kid and he didn't really care. And I was sort of just like, you know, poking around his bedroom, sort of annoying him uh, while he was playing Tenchu. And I remember looking at the screen um, and I had played some game. I had, I too had a PS1 at home and I was playing, you know, the, the original Rayman and... Uh, <laughs> great game, great game. Uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Tomorrow Never Dies uh, movie tie-in game, which wasn't so great. But um, I remember looking at Tenchu uh, and my, my jaw basically hit the floor because it, it, it was, I mean, Ninja's obviously unassailably cool, unbelievably violent. I think it was one of the first times I'd seen like a an 18 rated thing. And I mean, that game just has fountains of blood, but then, you know, the idea, like just, just, and then that's one, what you were sort of talking about earlier with uh, just, just pure vibes. I didn't really understand then that it was a stealth game or that, he was, you know, tr- trying to sneak around and not be caught. I just looked at the the way he was creeping up behind people, cutting throats and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, that, you know, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. But the second one, the one that really hit home, and I was a little older, and I played uh, Metal Gear Solid on the on the PlayStation, and that was the first time that it it really sort of hit me mechanically what it was about. And I remember distinctly thinking this isn't cool this is really shit like i i'm in a base filled with people with guns and uh, they're the baddies and i'd like to kill them but you know and i <laughs> but i remember um getting through that first initial area in metal gear solid with the searchlights uh and just the feeling of doing it the, the the feeling of getting the little ammo thing or the box of something that was in between the two searchlights realizing that in fact I was leaving footprints in the snow and that the soldiers could could actually follow those footprints getting into the complex um without being seen it was just like it was just like the biggest rush that I had felt in games up like up to that point of just actually what you thought was going to be really shit which was just not fighting anyone you know the sort of the peaceful approach I guess um was just by far the most thrilling approach and just yielded this outrageous reward and then 
you know, codec conversations made me feel good because oh, I've done it all stealthily and Campbell was like, oh, you didn't even thump anyone. You did well. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and that was it. That was the start of a love affair. And I think, do you know what? I think Metal Gear is probably responsible for a bit of my snobbishness because I do, to this day, I do think on some fundamental level, a proper stealth game, like, I don't want to be violent. I don't want to be violent. Like, fundamentally, that's where the genre began, was avoiding these people, you know? It's like every mm-hmm. other thing, yeah, to thump them, but not this one. But, yeah, I obviously then, you know, you can play Metal Gear and, and kill everyone, and, and that's also fun. What about you, Adam? I, I have a feeling there is a pattern forming, and oh, yeah. it is a Hideo Kojima shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've three games that I quickly want to touch upon and it's like the first one is Metal Gear it was 98 and it actually I think it was like maybe 97 I don't know it was a demo disc anyway and it mm. was the first level and I think like it, it was my first kind of acknowledgement of stealth a different type of game a different genre completely I was like what is all this what's going on and I think it was so iconic uh, with the sounds, the, the visuals, the, the voice acting, the characters, everything that was going on in that one level blew my mind, like absolutely blew my mind. And I think then in 2001, there was an, another game that I just couldn't get over and it was Sheepdog and Wolf. Oh, <laughs> Listen, Sheepdog and Wolf was so, so good. The stealth was it was really well done, like extremely well done. It wasn't like the type of game that was designed for like, this is for all uh, Jimmy over there. No, five-year-old Jimmy, he'll definitely love this. No, it was pretty hardcore in ways <laughs> and had tons of humour. The whole thing was there. It, it's an excellent, it's kind of underrated in my opinion. I know it was, it was, yeah. it's, it's very well received, but mm. uh, it's quite underrated. And then in 2002, I remember going down on my lunch break in school and getting uh, the first entry to Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Oh. And I think I, rem- I vividly remember, um, uh, it was myself and my buddy, we bought it. It was 60 quid, which Oof. at the time seemed like a lot, especially when I was not a working boy. But I uh, <laughs> had, had the game, and I remember I was just after buying like my lunch, and I was sitting there holding the game, and I was looking at the back of it, and I was like, if you remember at the back of the box, one of the screenshots was him like, doing the spits up high, holding himself up in the in the roof, you know? And I was like, look at that. Look how cool you can look. I was like, that's amazing. And I remember going home and playing it and being so bad at the game. Like, so terrible. I thought it was so, it was such a, a step up in, not that like Metal Gear Solid is easy or anything that at the time I played it, but like, when, when you saw Tom Clancy, it, it kind of meant business. It was like, at that time, it was like, <laughs> it was no holds barred. This was a hardcore stealth game. It's actually been years since I played it. I know Spinner has changed a lot as it's gone mm. on, but uh, that particular one was uh, a standout memory as well. I mean, I, I am effectively just repeating, uh, <laughs> or I would be repeating everything you've said, so, so I won't. The only thing I would say is I totally echo your thoughts on Sheepdog and Wolf being underrated it's incredible yeah it's looney tunes vibes and i i think even i remember playing that and going 
this isn't a stealth game because stealth games are about spies and special agents, hmm. you know, Sam Fisher or Solid Snake. Hmm. And, you know, you have Wiley e. Coyote kicking about the place. Uh, but in saying that, yeah, I mean, Metal Gear Solid, it, it introduced me to approaching uh, situations and games sneakily, essentially, and using like intelligence as in accruing intelligence, anticipating what's going to happen and what your actions are going to do to the to the environment or to your enemies. Is uh, Am I going to be in the cone of vision of that enemy if I walk in that direction? Mm. Will I be hurt? Will my footsteps be heard if I run down here? Do I need, need a silencer? Am I far enough away? Is my gun going to be... Like all these things that you, I guess didn't take into account or at least I didn't take into account before playing Metal Gear Solid and then that uh, informed how I played other games and that's why I mention your your Far Cries or or whatever mm. else because I will if given the option that is the that, that is the approach I will take uh, and I think a lot of that does stem from Metal Gear Solid which like you Adam I don't know if it was the exact same demo disc but for me uh, it was, and I think I rented it from Extra Vision, mm-hmm. uh, which is a shop, uh, essentially the Irish version of Blockbuster, that is is obviously also dead now. I, I actually, I would like to say there that I still have my membership card in my wallet. <laughs> I, I do too. I do too. <laughs> I, oh, I miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember renting uh, International Superstar Soccer 98 Oh my oh, god Amazing game with I don't even like football <laughs> Fabrizio Ravinelli and Paul Ince on the cover Looking very menacingly at each other <laughs> And that came Like even though I rented it I, They also I don't know They were so, Whoever in fairness that had packed it was like I don't know This was with it too I don't care uh, Like the demo, the demo disc was also with it So I stuck it on and those opening moments when you see this long object that's made up of squares and rectangles and is swimming through, again, a squarey rectangular water, body of water, and you just hear like, <laughs> and he comes out and you're going, what? The, what? What's all this? I was terrible at it. I couldn't go through the, I couldn't figure out how to crouch and go prone on the ground and shimmy <laughs> underneath the pipe. So I was just going, I don't know how to go past here. And I was checking what items I had on me. And I had like a box of Marlboro lights. I was like, what, what am I meant to do with this? <laughs> but, but eventually figured it out. And thankfully I did. Cause here I am today talking to both of you. And the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Suffice yeah. to say, we enjoy stealth <laughs> games and uh, we're going to be talking about them on Stealth Boom Boom. Uh, and yeah, t- today's episode was just a little bit of, uh, yeah, why we like them, what we're going to be doing on this podcast. Uh, it was going to be a bit shorter, but you know, we got chatting and we got we talking about stealth games and we enjoyed them. Yeah. So, let, let me tell you what we're going to be talking about on next week's episode, because even though it is a fortnightly podcast, we are going to be releasing the first quote-unquote proper episode of Stealth Boom Boom next week and then we're going to be fortnightly from then on. Um, but yes, on the first proper, again, air quotes, edition of Stealth Boom Boom, we're going to be talking about a game 
that had Jeff Gersman of GameSpot, he called the game, quote, about three or four levels short of greatness, end quote. Benjamin Turner of GameSpot called it, quote, as polished a platformer as you'll find this year, end quote. And Douglas C. Perry of IGN said this game is, quote, truly something special, but don't expect to be playing it too long. Yes, next week we are going back 20 years to a game that originally launched on the PlayStation 2. On the next edition of Stealth Boom Boom, we're going to be discussing, reviewing, dissecting Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. It all began when I was just a kid, bouncing on my father's knee. You see, I come from a long line of master thieves who kept all their secrets of sneaking and stealing in an ancient book. The Thievius Raccoonus. Anyone who read it learned to be especially sneaky, which is why we specialize in stealing from criminals. After all, there's no honor, no challenge, no fun stealing from ordinary people. You rip off a master criminal, and you know you're a master thief. Well, on the night I was supposed to inherit the book, five visitors came unannounced to our door. My father fought to protect us, but the gang of villains known as the Fiendish Five overpowered him and ransacked our house until they found the Thievius Raccoonus. Our family's manual of thieving greatness fell into their filthy hands. They tore the book into five pieces and split it up, each villain disappearing to the farthest corners of the world to commit dastardly crimes. Broken alone, I was dumped at the town orphanage. There I met two guys who became my lifelong buddies and trusted crew. Bentley, techno genius and strategist supreme, and Murray, part-time driver and full-time burden. Together we pledged to track down the Fiendish Five, avenge my father, and steal back the Thievius Raccoonus. I knew I was about to face the toughest test of my life. On this mission, I would either become a master thief like my ancestors before me, or fail and allow my family name to bite the dust. So if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you found it somehow, you're listening to it, fantastic, thank you very much. Subscribe to it. And then you'll never miss an episode. How wonderful. Um, and of course, you can subscribe to it via all of your podcasting apps, whichever one you prefer. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Just search for Stealth Boom Boom and you will find us there. Uh, you can also find Stealth Boom Boom on your social media app of choice. Uh, now, this is going to date it slightly uh, what I'm about to say but Stealth Boom Boom is on all of your favourite social medias such as Mastodon uh, and Hive and all those other things that have popped up yes we're recording a little bit in advance if any of those social media still exist now when you're listening to it we are there uh, we are at Stealth Boom Boom on Hive Twitter Instagram and TikTok also you can follow us on social media I am at Colin underscore Hearn Adam is at Adam Zokes Z-O-A-X and Josh is at Joshy Wise so now lads we need to go off and play Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus or Sly Raccoon Boo. just in case anyone's Ooh. getting confused <laughs> rubbish name <laughs> more on that next week but now it is time for my least favourite part of the show this is the part of the show where bid the listener adieu so say goodbye, Adam Carroll. Bye, everyone. Say goodbye, Josh Wise. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Colin Mahern, Sloan Guffall.